Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of the podcast is about meditation, Vipassana meditation, my experiences with it. I, I give you some some cheat codes in life. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed doing it for you. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing out there? Welcome to Esoteric Gladiator, episode 12. Yesterday I did episode 11, which if you remember from numerology, 11 is the master of intuition number. Um, And what could be more intuitive than natural law? And I, I, I noticed that and I thought, wow, the longer I've been doing this stuff and been into this stuff, the occult and, and uh, you know, ancient esoteric wisdom, the more it just kind of just, it becomes part of my life effortlessly. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, meditation. I don't know how long this episode will be. Tell you how I got into it, what led me to that. And uh, funny enough, I just got out of meditation. So... My, my, uh, I want to say it was about 10 and a half years ago, maybe 11 years ago. My, my life was falling to pieces. I lost my job. My grandma just died. My girlfriend and I broke up. You know, I was living a fucking country music song. And, uh, you know, I started having like nervous breakdowns randomly. And I'd ne- and that never happened before. I was thirty five, or thir- I was almost thirty five. It was it was uh, probably about halfway through my thirty fourth year on the planet. And um, and I just I uh, couldn't figure out why I was having these these nervous breakdowns. And what I uh, classify them as is uh, just random shit. I'd be riding my bike home from. Uh, from eating somewhere and all of a sudden I would get so hot I literally felt like I was melting. It's nighttime and then this insane amount of fear and paranoia would wash over my entire body and I would just be filled with terror and it would last for about a minute to two minutes at a time. And that happened about four times and and um and then I kind of felt like, well, you know, I had a rough upbringing and, you know, adolescence. And so I felt like, well, maybe I had like PTSD or something. So I went online and I took some tests. And lo and behold, on two different websites, I had every <clears throat> symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder. So I decided to look into... uh how I could naturally cure that. And it said to uh, smoke pot. And uh, I had not been smoking weed at that point for, I believe, eight months to a year. I'd given it up because weed would make me paranoid or depressed. And it would work for, you know, a few weeks, a month, and then I'd start getting paranoid and depressed again. So I didn't want to take any pharmaceuticals. <clears throat> So, uh, I started smoking weed again and lo and behold, within a month I was getting paranoid and depressed again. 
and uh, it it did help for about a month for the uh, with the uh, nervous breakdown type scenarios that I was talking about. But uh, yeah, man, they came back and they came back even stronger. So I didn't really know what to do, and uh, you know I was really going through it, and I was barely getting by. I was barely paying rent. Luckily, I had a large clientele base from tattooing in LA for so long and 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 doing such detailed work and you know kind of being known for my black and gray realism and stuff like that so uh I was floating by I was scraping by and um I remember one time I was in my room and I was cleaning it up and I bent and I was fucking woke up and I was just full of anxiety and I bent over to pick something up and then I just stood up real quick and screamed, fuck, at the top of my lungs for as long as I could. And then I looked in the mirror and said, dude, you need to do like Tai Chi or yoga or something. Your fucking, your program ain't working, homeboy. And I walked into the bathroom and I felt that fucking, that nervous breakdown coming on. And, and I looked in the mirror and started splashing cold water into my face. And right as that happened, my buddy Terrence called me. Terrence calls me, and he could hear it in my voice. He's like, oh, man, you need to chill out. You know, what's up? This and that. I'm like, I'm, just, I'm not doing good, bro. I'm fucking really going through some shit right now. You know, my grandma died. I lost my job. My lady left me. You know, I was living the country. Music life, like I said. And uh, he said, well, that's why I called you. I called to tell you about this uh, meditation center. It's called Vipassana Meditation. And it's 10 days of silence and meditation in a monastery-type setting. And I said, oh, shit. Yes, I heard about this about 10 years ago. And I always, I remember hearing it and thinking, like, that sounds horrible. I bet you the benefits are incredible. It's something I would never want to do. But I bet you the benefits are incredible. I was like, give me all the information. I'll look into it and I'll get into it as, as soon as I can. So sure enough, he, he gave me the information. And uh, within two weeks, I was on a train in North Fork, uh, right below Yosemite in California, to the uh, Vipassana Meditation Center. And I didn't know what to expect. I got there and there was like 50 people. 50 guys, I checked in, and uh, I had no previous experience with meditation. So uh, I checked in, and I remember thinking, like, oh, well, I'd be able to do it. Would, you know, would I be able to finish this, this and that? And then I noticed all these people, and I was like, well, I ain't going to be the asshole that talks or leaves this shit. If these guys can do it, I can do it, right? The ego got jumped in, which sometimes is a good thing. Ego can be good sometimes. And uh, so uh, I, I sat the course, and um, you know it was really challenging. It's really hard, man. I mean, you take for granted what the escape conversation can give you from things in life. Just communication can can help you escape things. But when you're left alone to your own devices in silence, and you're not allowed to talk, and you're not really even allowed to, to think outside of focus on your breathing. 
focus on the sensations in your body and your mind is going to wander. So people are like, oh, I could never meditate, man. I'm just too ADD. I'm the most ADD motherfucker I know. I'm in my mid-fucking-40s. I'm bouncing off the walls all the time. I'm talking shit. You know, I'm doing me, the same me that I've been since I was a fucking little kid bouncing off the walls like a hyper-ass fucking hyperactive monkey. You know, it's the same fucking story. So when I hear that shit, I think, well, if I could do it, you could do it. You're making up excuses. And I get it. It's terrifying. The first time I heard about it, 10 years before I did it, I thought, oh my God, that sounds horrific. But I something told me there's going to be amazing benefits from this. I need to do it. Um, someday, I need to do it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, at about the fourth day, I, uh, I had a full-blown emotional breakdown, you know, and I, and I don't cry very often at all. And I think at that point, I probably hadn't shed a tear. You know, I didn't even cry when my grandma died. I barely cried when my brother died. You know, I just, it had been years since I, I let anything go, but something happened on the fourth day where uh, I broke down. And a lot of us don't realize our subconscious is always conscious. I went through that when we, when we, when we dissected the, uh, the major arcana of the tarot. So our subconscious is always conscious. I sometimes think our subconscious is more powerful than our conscious. Um, you know, memories locked away in there. Yeah, I think my, the floodgates just burst open of this, this fucking traumatic-ass life that I lived. And, uh, yeah, I just broke down, man. And I literally cried my eyes out like I hadn't cried since I was a fucking little kid for like 45 minutes straight. I was like a weeping fucking puddle. <clears throat> Anyways, I'd had nightmares at that point for over 20 years. No good dreams for over 20 years. I used to have dreams where I'd be flying and stuff like that, which were amazing. I, in those dreams, they were lucid as fuck. I could, I, it was like I would be swimming, and it, but I'd be flying. That's how you get to fly. It was like swimming with your arms out. And uh, I could feel the currents, you, you know, hear them whipping across my ears and across my body. And, oh, it was amazing. I hadn't had a dream like that in over 20 years. On the seventh night, I had my first flying dream in over 20 years. And, and by the seventh night, the nightmares were leaving. I was starting to have good dreams again. I finished the ceremony. The, 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 I call it a ceremony. It's the self-ceremony. Watch the, uh, the movie, The NeverEnding Story. Atreyu's got to go through all these... You know, the, the the swamp of eternal sadness. He's got to talk to the gigantic turtle. He's got to face the the statues that shoot laser beams out of their eyes. But the most difficult one of all, he's got to go stand in front of the mirror of the self and look within and, and see if he loves and respects who he is. <clears throat> and that's kind of what I compare this to. It's the self-ceremony. You got you to gotta look at yourself right? And it's challenging as fuck. <clears throat> so the, the program of Apasana itself was you have the option to meditate for 11 hours a day. 
you wake up. <clears throat> I believe it's at 4 a.m. And you can go down to the hall and meditate. Oh, no, you can go. They wake you up at about 4 a.m. You can go down the hall and meditate till 6.30 a.m. if you want, which I did. I've done that for, I'd say, 98% of the time I've gone to Vipassana. I've gone multiple times now. Um, and uh, it's silent. It's dark. You meditate with your eyes closed. You focus on your breathing. 6.30 is breakfast. That lasts for about an hour and a half. You know, you eat, they close the chow hall after 45 minutes, you can go relax in your room or you can walk around the, the premises. The premises of all these meditation centers is incredible. I've been to four now. I went to North Fork, which is below Yosemite. I went to the Big Island in Hawaii, Vipassana. I went to 29 Palms in Southern California, which is a gorgeous desert setting. And then I went to one here in Washington in on Alaska, which is natural forest setting it's it's gorgeous and the air is fresh and it's quiet and there is deers running around there's deers running around in the north fork one too um but uh yeah so then between like what is it eight o'clock and 11 you can either meditate in the hall or in your room. Now keep in mind, they have like three to five mandatory hall meditations a day. So you got a mandatory be up there for at least five hours a day. On my first Vipassana, I was there for, because you can go back to your room and relax or sleep or meditate in your room or walk around dur during the, uh, the meditations for, for like, you know, either meditate in your hall or meditate in your room, you know. And, uh, I was up in that hall for, you know, seven to 10 hours a day on my first Vipassana. I, I knew I needed that healing, man. And, uh, well, yeah, so then you, you go to lunch for, it's an hour and a half and then, and then it's back to the hall and then, then it's like meditation off and on for like f four hours. I mean... You can either go to your room or you can meditate in the hall. Um, if I went to my room, I'm not going to lie, a lot of times I would fall asleep. I meditated in my room a little bit. That's why I didn't go to my room a lot. That's why I stayed in the hall and I meditated because I knew I, it would make me meditate. Other times, if I didn't feel like being in the hall or my room during the open meditations, I'd walk around the course and just be in nature and focus on my breathing while I walked. Um... Then there's dinner. If you're an old student, you don't get to eat. You only get to drink tea with honey and lemon. No big deal. I've done tons of fasts in my life. Um, if you're a new student, you get dinner. Um, and uh, then after dinner, for like another two hours or an hour, it's meditation. And then they have a, 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 a movie with, with Gawanka G, the guy who, uh, you know internationalized the Vipassana meditation, which was the meditation of the Buddha, how he reached enlightenment. And Goenka will talk for about an hour, and then you meditate for another half an hour, then it's then it's lights out at around 9, 9.30. And that lasts for 10 days. And 
I noticed instantly after I left my first meditation, um, and they, they, they encourage you to keep the practice up for, for one to two hours a day. And I religiously, every morning, meditated for about an hour and a half after I left. And that lasted for about seven to eight months. And then when I started slipping, I went to, and I did a three-day course. You got to do the 10-day course before you do the three-day course. Um, so I went to the three-day course, which is three days of silence. And surprisingly, it's tough. It's hard. It's hardcore, man. You start, especially the second day, you start really feeling it. Um, but I noticed after my first meditation, I just, I felt joy. I, I hadn't felt joy since I was a little kid. The nightmares were gone. I was having flying dreams again. Uh, I was making more money. All of a sudden, I started traveling. Uh, my life started coming back together and, and I was keeping up with the practice. So, and I, and I would do my own things and I would, I would try new creative things and, and look into other meditations, but I pretty much stuck to the protocol of Vipassana. And after every meditation, I would say a prayer because you'd be surprised at how you feel after sitting in silence for 35, you know, a half an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. You, your being feels totally different. Your eyes are closed. You're focusing on your breathing. You're focusing on the sensations of your body. And this is my theory. This brings us back to infancy, to the time when we were in our womb, our purest state. It was dark. We focused on our breathing and the sensations of our body. It was silent. And, and, and we were that, that was the closest to God that, you know, that we'd ever been. And for me, that's why I feel like meditation is so important. Each time I do it, I get closer and closer back to that purified state that I was when I was an infant. And I know I'm a piece of shit human being, you know, that's made a lot of mistakes in my life, but that's my goal. And also, it, you know, it clears your mind out. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you accomplished something because I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be honest. Every time I do it, I don't want to do it. It's like working out. Almost every time I work out, I don't want to do it. Almost every time I take a cold shower after taking a hot shower, I don't want to do it. Um, there's a lot of shit I don't want to do, and a lot of times I realize if I don't want to do it, that's how I know I need to do it. So anyways, um, you know, let's fast forward. Over the last uh, 10 years... I've done, uh, I did uh, two 10-day silent meditations. I've done two or three three-day silent meditations. I did, I served a course as a server. You get to help out with the course. You, you're not, uh, uh, held to the noble silencing because you're working in the kitchen and you're helping set things up. But you're also, when you're out in the space where the, where the students are sitting the course that are in silence, you're not really allowed to talk at all. Um, but even that, that's awesome. And you still have to meditate for three hours a day during the service period. I, I, I did that. I did three days once and I also served a 10 day at 29 Palms. And, and I got incredible benefits from the service thing too. And it, it was a refresher because, you know, sometimes I'll meditate after I did my second 10 day silence on the big Island in, in Hawaii, I sat religiously. I bullshit you not 
for an hour and 15 minutes in the morning after I woke up and an hour and 15 minutes at night before bed. I sat religiously like that for eight months straight. So at this point, I have hundreds to thousands of hours of meditation under my belt. And I'm still hyper as fuck. So when I hear people say, oh, well, I'm too ADD, I couldn't do that. Dude, no excuses, man. If you're, if, if you're having all these emotional problems and, and all this shit, hey, man, do you want to heal? Or you want to keep complaining? Nobody wants to fucking hear you complain. There's plenty of tools out there that can help you in life, right? I'm giving you a cheat code right now. It changed my motherfucking life. I've had some issues in the last 10 years. Don't get me wrong. You know, nothing was fucking perfect. You know, but when, when I look at my life before then, compared to now, it's so much different. And, and, and uh, I, I believe that, you know, Goenka had said in the meditation, he's like, let's say before you came to Vipassana, you were depressed or angry for, for 10 hours a day, 8 hours a day. You, you completed, uh, you're uh, angry or depressed for 8 hours a day, right? You complete the, the Vipassana course, you go home, now you're only angry for 6 hours a day. You've eliminated 2 hours a day of suffering. You keep up with the practice. Then eventually after 6 months, you're only angry for 4 hours a day. You go and you do another course of six months to a year later. Now you're only angry for two hours a day. Then, ev then eventually, anger is just a fleeting, passing feeling that you just look at and you're no longer attached to. See, another thing with meditation is, is we're all addicted to our five senses. And, 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 you know, and, and that's strategically by design. You know, the elites and the, and, and the people that have all the money, they want you addicted to your five senses. They want you focusing on anything outside of yourself. It's called cravings and aversions. Anything to avoid reality, escape reality, or, or get addicted to in one way or another. And, and addictions are escapes, right? Sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever. It's escapes. Yeah, it feels great. I'm guilty. I love all that shit. Um, and have loved it in the past even more. Um, but uh, you, you start to notice you have more discipline. You're just no longer affected by cravings and aversions. Aversions are like, oh, no, I don't want to do this. No. You stop being as scared as shit. And then you start, you start analyzing your fear. Why am I scared of that? Why am I addicted to that? Let me observe the feeling of, of addiction. Let me observe this feeling of, of, uh, of fear. Let me observe the way this fucking ice cold shower up in the Pacific Northwest in the middle of winter makes me feel and make myself do it for two to three minutes. You know? It's, it's you're observing the sensations on your body on an experiential level because if you can focus on your breathing and focus on the sensations of your body whether it's an itch and, and and now I've gotten to the point where I don't even scratch itches anymore I mean when I'm meditating I'll sit there and I'll observe that motherfucker for you know five minutes at a time I ain't getting affected by that itch 
Oh, uh-uh. Not me, player. Um, but, yeah, and then, and then, you know, you don't want to get lost and like, oh, this, this tingling sensation feels so good, or, oh, I don't like the way this pain in my elbow or my knees feels, you know, you're there to observe those sensations. And if you observe those sensations on the physical level, it subconsciously transfers to the way that you interpret, interpret reality on the, um, on the outer level, the way you just look at the world. Oh shit, I, I have this bill I gotta pay. Fuck it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fret over it. I'm just gonna do it, or you know, I'm just gonna you know, you just stop reacting to shit, and that's what it's all about. Before I did this meditation, I was the master of overreaction. I still react to shit sometimes, I ain't gonna lie. But compared to what I what I used to react to, no, 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 man. Leaps and bounds uh, better. So meditation will help you with all kinds of things like 15 minutes a day, even 10 minutes a day. And if you want to do a Vipassana meditation, in some areas you can do it quickly. In other areas you got to wait a few months. The more saturated areas you got to wait a few months. It will change your life. I've told this to hundreds of people. And maybe a dozen of people listen to me. And those dozens of people that did it, their lives have changed incredibly. Even if they only get it once. Meditation is the secret that they keep from you. Knowing thyself. If you go within, you never go without. Meditation is the mirror that you have to face to understand how to love yourself, to be disciplined. As Jocko Weinlink says, there's an amazing amount of freedom in discipline. And those that are disciplined know what I'm talking about. Because you're not a slave to your fears and desires anymore. It is freeing. Hey, you know what, man? I'm not going to eat that fucking that cinnamon bun right now three six months goes by oh fuck it you know what maybe i'll take a bite maybe i will have a cinnamon bun you know but you you've cultivated that discipline where you, you're no longer a slave to your shit anymore so now you have self-control if you master the self you master reality if you know yourself, you can know others in love. You can know God. You can know nature. We have a bunch of shit in our minds from years and years of, of suffering and all that. Meditation helps clear that shit out. That was why I broke down on the fourth day and cried like a baby. Because my mind was cleansing itself out. My subconscious was clearing out that those fucking dusty books with cobwebs on them that I didn't fucking need. All that bullshit you learn in public schools. Memorize this bullshit or that bullshit. Christopher Columbus. You know, your mind just clean, clears all that bullshit out. And you start to get in touch with yourself. 
You start to grow mind, body, spirit. And that's the ancient trinity right there. Mind, body, spirit. Mind, body, spirit. If you know those things and you cultivate those faculties and you're kind and loving to those faculties, mind, body, and spirit, you're going to become unstoppable, man. Diet, exercise, learning, prayer, meditation, kindness to others. That's, that to me is the Holy Trinity on an earthly level. So if you haven't meditated, you don't have to do Vipassana meditation. There's transcendental meditation. There's all types of meditation. You know, I mean, when I lived in Kauai, I used to go meditate at the Hindu temple, right? And, they, and you would meditate to music there. You know? Meditate in nature. You meditate alone in your room. You meditate with a friend. At any rate, I've been meditating every morning and praying for about 10 to 15 minutes afterwards. Every morning for myself, my family, the earth, the world, you, your families. I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Take care. Subscribe to my podcast. Share it with a friend. Um, you know, I haven't been able to work in over a month. Uh, I, I wanted to do a podcast for a while. I find, you know, the quarantine made me do it. Um, I wish you all nothing but love, healing, and truth, success, cultivate the three faculties, the Trinity. I love you guys. Take care. Thanks.